Welcome to the May Roadshow, episode number 240 and a half. My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee is not with me right now. He's very close. He's just not with me right now. He's just down the hall right now. It's about 5 o'clock in the morning here in New York City. And that's, by the way, 5 o'clock with the adjusted time. That's what the hour rolled back. So it's about 6 a.m. had it not been for the end of Daylight Savings Time. And he is just down the hall in his hotel room finishing up the final video edits working on all those little cut-downs for social media and all that good stuff. I, on the other hand, was able to duck out to my my room and say, hey, you got that work handled? Because I got to talk some MMA and, oh, yeah, crack open that frosty beverage. It sounds good right now because UFC 244, Masvidal versus Diaz is in the books. We were at Madison Square Garden tonight, and, man, what a card it was. Incredibly, incredibly entertaining uh, just stock full of great fights, just like we thought it would be from the beginning. Excitement all the way through. Maybe, di- I mean, <laughs> the main event, which we'll certainly get to, definitely didn't finish the way you would want it to finish. Didn't get the definitive ending that you would like, but it was still a lot of fun. The co-main event probably wasn't as exciting as you might like. So even UFC President Dana White himself, when asked to grade the event, and he always says, it's that last feeling. It's how you go out. It's the, it's the, it's the last memory that you had. That's what you remember for. He gave the card a B-. minus. He said he graded the event a B-. minus. I thought it was better than that. I really didn't think it was better than that. Madison Square Garden, um, you know, the world's most famous arena. Eh, I don't know. That's a marketing tagline. But I will say it's a it's a Big arena, 20,000 people in the building tonight. The crowds are always good, man. I love the crowds here in New York, man. They're so crazy. The press con- I mean, we don't even have time to go into this, but the press conference that we had yesterday, uh, at, at, right before the ceremonial weigh-ins, it was the UFC 245 press conference. It was Kobe Covington, Kamaru Usman were up there. Um, and, man, just there is no better place to have a press conference because they will – the crowd here in New York is incredible. Man, they will they will just holler at you. They <laughs> they will heckle you. It's a lot of fun. So the crowd tonight was was very intense. <sighs> a, 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 an extra wild energy at things. Uh, of course, President Donald Trump was in attendance tonight, and you know we thought it was happening. We we, we knew he was coming, um, but he also made the last minute adjustment to not be in a VIP suite. We were told he was going to be in a VIP suite. That's what uh, Secret Service wanted. Um, but he ended up saying, no, I, I, I want to sit cage side. That's what I want to do. And, of course, uh, if there's anything we know about President Trump, it's that he doesn't necessarily listen to his advisors, and he just pretty much does what he wants. Uh, so he did sit there. Uh, it, it was crazy, man. The, the day started, uh, and, and I sent out some pictures on social media if you hadn't had a chance to see him. Police presence was crazy, man. There were so many police officers, Secret Service officers everywhere, uh, it was nuts, man. You could, I mean, it was just visually overwhelming. The streets were being shut down. Drivers were pissed off. I mean, as if driving in New York isn't tough enough already. Then you get around Madison Square Garden and you see the roads are shut down. 
Um, man, it was crazy. And, you know, it was it was I mean, not like I'm trying to complain or anything, but it was difficult even for us to get in. The, the media, um, just the, the number of steps we had to go through was, was a lot different than normal. And, of course, man, understandably so. I get it, man. I'm not... Again, not complaining. The the level of security. I mean, trying to make a twenty thousand seat venue secure, uh, it, especially when the president is going to be sitting in in very much open air down there, man, uh, tough. But basically, when we came in, you know, always they check our bags. But depending on the arena where you are, sometimes it's just a quick little cursory look at the bag. Here, they were like, set your bag down and walk away from it. <laughs> so we had to set the bag down and walk away from it. And then they had a dog come through and smell it all. And I was like, okay, well, there you go. The dog smelled it. No, no, no. Then they went through it. And, and not just a, a slight look. I mean, they rifled through everything. I mean, they, they moved stuff around. So um, just just wild. I mean, the feeling getting into the building was crazy. And, of course, when the president did finally walk in, um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was nuts. It was nuts. And I, I'm not a political guy, to say the least. Um, and, and, I, and I won't even try to pretend to talk about Trump's politics. But you know what? Having the president of the United States at a UFC event is pretty damn cool. You know, do I maybe wish it had been a different president at some point? You know, hey, maybe. <laughs> I don't know if, the, if 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 I want the footnote in history to be that it was Donald Trump who broke that barrier between presidency and cage fighting. Um, but it still meant something meant something special, man. It really did. It was cool. So uh, anyway, I overall, I thought the, the environment of this card, the atmosphere of this card was really, really good, man. One, one of the top ever. And we had, you know, a great night of fights. Yes, the co-main was a little slower than we might have liked. Uh, and then, of course, the main event ended in a way that we wouldn't, we wouldn't want to end. The baddest mother on the planet is determined by cuts that sucks it does suck i will say that uh let's set the scene for the atmosphere i I don't know how it came across in the broadcast but it was cool in there man um the rock is an absolute superstar and, and i don't think that's a surprise to anybody but i do live in a little bit of a mma bubble uh if, if you're a longtime listener uh you, you probably know that um, if you know me at all, you, you definitely know that. I just my life is very much lived within this MMA bubble, and and I sometimes forget how big uh, these superstars of of other areas are. I watch ballers. <laughs> I like ballers. So yeah, it's cool. Okay, it's The Rock. Okay, cool. Man, the guy is a star. And you know they 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 set it up before the before the main event starts. You know the the do you smell what The Rock is cooking? You know they play his intro. Uh, they play his walk-in music, which I I learned is his walk-in music, thanks to uh, our good friend Oscar Willis of the Mac Life. I had no idea what the Rock's entrance music was, but I now know what it is. I mean, I don't know what it actually is, but I've heard it and I can recognize it. Uh, he came in and carried the belt in, and I thought that was cool. I mean, to it's one thing to to wrap the belt around the waist of the winner, as was promised, um, but for for him to actually carry the belt to the cage was was pretty cool you know what I mean and and I'm sure a lot of people just like that imagery of him having a belt over his shoulder I mean a former WWE champion so um you know good stuff there man it was it was cool I I thought it was cool again I'm not the biggest I mean I'm definitely not a pro wrestling fan so I don't understand anything about the Rock's pro wrestling career I'll throw that up right now um 
but I understand that he's, you know, a big action star and all that. And I can tell you the crowd popped. It was cool, right? And then it was funny because they, they, they do the entrances. And I'm telling you, even though this was for a made-up belt, the atmosphere felt electric. I mean, these are two guys that people get behind, man. Two guys that people know are going to come to fight. Jorge Masvidal and Nate Diaz. The, 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 it felt as big as any main event ever has. It, it really did. It was on par with anything. And I tell you what, it was really funny because Bruce Buffer, you know, he does what Bruce Buffer does, phenomenal announcer, of course, but was wondering if he would say, for the baddest motherfucker on the planet. And he, and he didn't. He said the BMF title. And it was like, ah, come on, man. It would Because I know, I get it. I, I don't even like cussing that much on here, but just because I, I understand there's kids watching and listening and, um, you know, you, you kind of want it to be rated so that everybody can enjoy it and, and not feel bad or whatever. But, man, can you imagine the pop if Bruce Buffer, in his iconic voice and his iconic presentation, he said, five rounds to determine the baddest motherfucker in the game. I mean, come on, it would have been amazing. But instead, he said the BMF title winner. Um, so I, I, I thought that was a bit of a missed opportunity to just send the in-house audience over the edge. And I imagine probably on the broadcast too, man, it, it, it would have it been even better. But I, I'm guessing uh, Bruce Buffer was, was probably told to dial it back. Now, Dan, Dan Mirigliata got a little bit closer when he brought the, for, the, for the final instructions, but he ended up saying baddest mother effer. So uh, fair enough, fair enough. I get it. I have a kid. I, I, I cussed too much. But the stage was set, and it really did feel special. Inside. And then the fight opens up. And right away, you can see that, that Masvidal is the more powerful fighter. I mean, the strikes that he was landing were hurting. There's just no question about it. They were hurting. And Nate Diaz is Nate Diaz, and he's not going to be put away. He gets dropped early. But you know he's going to battle through that. And, uh, you know, he's he's uh, he's... He's he's patient, you know. He doesn't rush back up. And it was interesting. To, it was interesting because you know at the post fight press conference, he 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 touched on. It. He said, "Listen, I saw the Mohawk dude, and he was talking about Johnny Walker. He said I saw the Mohawk dude get dropped and pop right back to his feet and then get finished. He's like, no, 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 no. You you have to stay down a little bit. You have to, you know, take a second to gather your wits. And it's a good point. I mean, of course, if you have jujitsu." as good as Nate Diaz, then you're comfortable being on your back. But I, I thought that was interesting because I'd never really heard him talk about that or make that direct comparison to say, listen, yeah, I got dropped, but, uh, you know, I wasn't that hurt. I just know that if I popped right back to my feet, I, I was going to get dropped again, give myself a little second to recover. And, of course, it's made easier by the fact that he's really good off his back. But um, interesting. But but you knew he wasn't going to get finished that quick. But the cut's bad. I mean, the cut's really bad over his right eye. Um, and you can see the blood everywhere. Um, but, you know, once they wipe it away, you, you, you end up seeing how, how bad it is. Um, but, you know, anyway, the, the, the just you can tell the damage that, that Jorge Masvidal is doing is, is significant damage. And he's landing these nasty, nasty kicks to the body as well. And, and, and. I'm telling you, man, those were taking their toll. They had to have been. They sounded nasty. It's, and it's it's the, it's not just the slapping one. It's the thudding ones as well. So, um, man, just – but Nate Diaz is being Nate Diaz. Man, he's he's 
He's given an, an incredible fight. And it's fun. It's entertaining. Nate is doing everything he can, but, um, you know, through two rounds, through three rounds, I, I mean, I felt this was pretty one-sided, and, and, and the judges' scorecards showed that as well. Now, that's the thing we love about Nate Diaz, right, is that he's never out of a fight. And so, yeah, he was getting, I, I, I hate to say outclassed, you know, because I don't want to put down Nate Diaz at all, but I just thought Mazidal was on point, man. I, I thought, man, the, again, the power was there. The speed was there. Um, you know, the, the, the clinch game was solid. You know, he had a couple nice takedowns. Um, the, little, the little slip under the arm to move around to the back from the clinch. Nice work. Just, I mean, really, really nice work from Masvidal. Um, and then we get to the end of round three. And the doctor comes in to take a look. And I'll be honest, I thought the doctor was, uh, I, I thought the doctor was okay with it. The way he walked off afterwards, I was like, okay, we're going to continue. We got ourselves a fight. And then he walks over to Dan Mirigliata, says a few words, and you can see Dan's frustration. I mean, you can honestly see Dan Mirigliata, uh, looking as disappointed as anybody else that he had to stop the fight, but um, he's not allowed to overrule the doctor. If the doctor says the fight's over, that's it. The referee does not get to make a decision. It's the doctor's call. They're there to ensure the fighter's safety, um, and, and they wave off the fight. And listen, um, we've talked about it before, but New York has had some issues. You know, they, they, they've had some some medical issues. They had a, a you know a boxer's death here not all, not all that long ago. They're probably a little more careful than maybe some other commissions would be. Um, but the fight's waved off, and just, it's a bummer, man. It's not the finish that anybody wanted. Now, here's the thing. I did not hate the stoppage as much as I think a lot of people did. I don't feel, to, to be honest with you, if, if I'm just being 100% honest, I do not think things were going to change in round four and round five. I, I just don't. And, and listen, I do believe that, yes, Nate Diaz has amazing cardio, and he, he, he lasts through things better than anybody else. I mean, he's just – he's a gangster. He's a West Coast gangster. There's no question about it. You will never question that man's heart. You know he deserved to be in a fight to determine the BMF, right? I mean, that dude is a gangster. But I just felt like he, he was a little bit out – and I, again, I hate to say out class because I don't want to disrespect him, but I just thought that Masvidal was the clear clear winner. I, I, I thought that he was winning every aspect of the game. In fact, he got a couple of 10-8s from a couple of the judges in round two. So he was very, very clearly up on the scorecards at the end of three. So unless Nate Diaz was going to get a finish or a couple 10-8s of his own, even if it had gone another 10 minutes, he was going to lose a decision. And I think he would save some damage. I mean, why continue to take added damage when it's unnecessary? Um, live to fight another day. So, of course, now, that all that being said, I didn't pay for a ticket. So, I, I will not begrudge anyone who bought a ticket. If you paid your money for a ticket and you say, I hate the stoppage, that is your right. You paid the money to be in the building and that is your right. I will not begrudge you of that. I don't feel like this was any sort of robbery. Um, the cut was bad. And, uh, by the way, I asked Dan Mirigliata afterwards. I'm like, you know, was it like, did the doctor overreact? You know, not, again, not asking him, him to make a medical assessment or anything, but just asking, like, it didn't look that bad from here. And, 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 and Dan, 
you know, he just said, John, it was it was bad. He was like, to be honest, I thought they might stop it after round one. He said the, the, the cut was bad. So, you know, I, I didn't ask him to weigh in on whether it was right or wrong or whether he would have stopped it because he, he wouldn't make that call. You know, all he says is I listen to the doctor. I listen to the doctor. But the guy that was in there right next to it, he told me the cut was bad, man. It was really, really bad. So, I mean, that's what we have to go with. Um it sucks. It sucks. It does. I, 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 again, I'm, I don't feel robbed at the same time. I mean, an event that ended up being this big and this entertaining, of course, a more definitive, non-controversial result would have been better. Would have been better. Um, but we didn't get that. We didn't get that. So, um, Nate Diaz actually did come to the post-fight press conference. Despite the setback, despite the injuries, despite the stitches, um, he came to the post-fight press conference and, man, I thought gave an incredible account of himself. Uh, frustrated, clearly, clearly frustrated, um, but also not, you know, not overly bitter, I guess you would say, not unreasonable, not unreasonable. Of course, in the cage, Masvidal said, I, you know, we'll we'll run it back. We'll definitely run it back right away. Now, UFC President Dana White came back to the back before we got Nate Diaz. We asked him, and he said, ah, I'm not thinking run it back right away. So Dana White said, I, I don't think the rematch is necessarily warranted right away. And he gave a couple reasons for that. You know, saying, first of all, Nate is going to need some time to recover. You know, these stitches got to heal. Uh, the doctors were saying there's probably some plastic surgery involved. Um, and so he said, listen, I, I don't think a rematch makes a lot of sense right now. Especially because we're probably, you know, going to have to line up something big for Masvidal. Um, Nate had had a different idea in mind, um, and, and it, you know, it was it's interesting. He lashed out a little bit at the UFC, but then also said, "Listen, I know I'm frustrated right now, but you know, I hope we can get on the same page." He didn't say, you know, he, he again. He clearly feels like sometimes he's not treated the right way, but he did say, you know, I I, I know I'm upset as well, and I hope we can all get on the right page and get on the same page and, and figure things out. I, I, I think they will. <laughs> I mean, whatever they do next, I mean, Nate is going to be involved in big fights, man. He, his superstardom, if there was ever any question about it, was proven again. I mean, hell, Masvidal was getting booed afterwards. And what, what did Masvidal do wrong? I mean, it just goes to show you what a favorite Nate Diaz is that, you know, they were pissed off because the fans knew that they were going to get two more solid rounds out of Nate Diaz. I mean, you have to stop that guy, man. Otherwise, he's going to keep coming, you know? He's uh, the Stockton zombie, I guess, or whatever. You know what I mean? That guy is going to keep coming at you. Um, but he didn't get a chance this night. He, he did briefly show us the eye, and it did look it did look pretty rough. And, and, and Dana White said he initially hated the stoppage, but then, you know, grew to accept it. So, who knows? But uh, Nate, Nate had some fun moments. And I will say, everybody next to me in the post-fight press conference thought that Nate – uh, his star shined as bright as ever, and, and he handled himself well. So even though he's frustrated, um, again, he, he expressed what he wants next. And uh, like I said, he was uh, he was first of the main eventers back to the uh, the back room for the press conference. Here's what he had to say. Nate, I'm s certainly you're disappointed with the way things ended tonight, but, I mean, this was a, uh, this was a massive event. Uh, I mean, uh, people were more excited to see you fight than I think ever. I mean, can you give us a feel of just kind of what your emotion is like after – you know, going through this this uh, this epic event. I think uh, um, I was. I just felt like I I had a non-stop fight camp. I think I I could have used um, 
a little more time. My eye was already shit from my last fight. Um, and anyways, you sneeze on me, I believe. You know what I'm saying? Blood don't hurt, just in case nobody knows. It's just there. Um, yeah, fucked up. We know your character that you would continue fighting probably no matter what. But, uh, you know, Dana was in here earlier. He said he hated the stoppage, but then he saw your eye and thought, well, maybe it was probably a smart call. I mean, do you feel medically that it was a wise decision to maybe prevent you from taking more damage there? Uh, I don't, you know, the, I think that the cut was that from what I'm told to and what I believe from every fight I'm cut anyway because he's repeated on the <clears throat> same uh same same eye and then when when the, i knew they want to screw they were going to throw me right back in immediately also you know like why couldn't after the pettis fight it be six months and like get back in i'm like all right they want me under the most fucked up circumstances or i'm going in under the most fucked up circumstances a little more time would have been nice and um i think that uh I heard I heard that my eye was the same coming out of the second round that was coming out the third round and the doctor play, doctor played me he like he like oh man I don't know I like no I'm good well he asked me you good you can see I'm like yeah cool and then uh, he goes back to the other guy and he's like uh, fight top I'm like what the fuck so uh, yeah and not, and not to mention I'm not I don't like to make it see how you've heard it before probably but but uh, I had a I had a uh, a knee injury about three weeks ago, and I and it kept me from running. And I that's why I get that's why I, I tell all my boys all the time if you're gonna if you're gonna be fighting people you have to run you have to run hard and you have to do rounds you have to you have to spar and you have to run that's key you know and um so I didn't have that and I, I don't I don't feel like I had the the confidence the confidence that I that I usually had in my in my in my cardio as far as Going and pushing, I was like I knew I could make it five rounds for sure, no matter what. But I, I, I couldn't keep the pressure. I didn't have the confidence to keep the pressure I usually keep because uh, I, I want to make sure I, I pace that out good. And it started to start happening. I was like, okay, I feel you holding on, trying to trying to slow this fight down. So I was, I was putting the punches on the cage. You holding me doing nothing. I was hitting him in his head with turning the other side. I was hitting him the other way. I'm like, oh, you don't want to work no more. And on the bottom two, on the ground. So um, I think it was gonna start start looking better for me, and um, like I said, I wasn't running so it was a slow start. It could went could went uh, better, but that's the name of the game, right? You know, everybody's everybody's. I, I, I've said it before, but uh, got I I got to do what I got. Somebody in the round in the in the fight earlier got wrecked. I think it was um, the Mohawk homie. What's in there? Yeah, Johnny Walker got. I saw him. He got hit, and then he knocked down. He jumped back up all fast, trying to kill the guy back and I'm like that's not how you do it you know what I'm saying you need to you need to you need to just slow it down recover get time and make it through that fight you know what I'm saying because otherwise you're gonna lose and I ain't plan on losing no fight ever you don't have to kill me so um I, I believe that the, ten, the step would start to turn around for me Last thing for me, I mean, obviously you gotta you gotta heal up and that sort of thing. Mazadal said in there he'd love to run it back with you. Dana said he doesn't know if that's gonna happen right away. Give us your thoughts. I mean, do do you want to run this back right away, or are there other fights that interest you? Yeah, I mean, because hey, if you're the baddest motherfucker, you gonna take that as a win. I mean, you know, it's just like like Connor when I fought Connor, like you know, it was, it was a win. It was fair fair game. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I wasn't finished. He knows I wasn't finished. You know, so I was ready to rock. 
and um, that that's my plan. That's my next move. I would love to run it back. That's that's the only thing I want to do, and um, that's that's my full intention now. But I could already see the fuckery coming. I know how this game works. I give all the rematches and make names for all these people. Uh, I believe I was responsible for this whole shit. I brought the president. <laughs> Straight up. I didn't see Brett president going to no title fights. So uh I believe uh I believe it's fair and if if hopefully <clears throat> they don't throw a bunch of uh m money or clout Jorge's Jorge's way to be like uh let's do something else. He's gotta fight number twenty seven again because that's the name of the game when it's repetitive, you know. And I see Dan already talking that. That shit, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I need to get my rematch. And, um, I'm come back, do things right, do things safe, come back 100% and win this fight. And, uh, seal the real deal. What does that timeline look like for you? Because Dana mentioned that you might have to get some plastic surgery done. Obviously, you got the cuts there. You mentioned the knee. like, And it sounds like maybe you're a little mentally fatigued from the back-to-back -back camps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, I would like a, like a little more time. Like I said, even the, the last time, like when I beat Connor, like why did they throw me back in so quick? After I fought Pettis, they um, threw me back in quick because maybe they were desperate for a show. You know what I'm saying? Where were they going to get the show from? You know, They don't got nobody to get no show. Presidents don't, presidents don't come for no title fights. They come to fucking bad motherfucker fights. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, it, you know, fuck The Rock too, man. That motherfucker over here playing me. See him over here smiling with Mads Vidal. Should have had Mike Tyson handing out a belt if anybody. I didn't give a fuck about no belt anyway, but he could get it too. <laughs> Do you think, uh, would Jorge say to you in the cage there after the fight was over, it sounds like when he did his interview, he wants to run it back to you. Yeah, he said, let's run it, run it back too. And, you know, I think he's a, he's a, a real fighter like I am. That's why this all happened. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to come back for no phony making more, no names for people. I've been making names for people for years. I used to fight at 155. Every person I fought, they would even talk about it and say, he gets a title shot if he beats Nate. But that's a weird thing to say. Like, he gets a title shot if he beats me. What do I get? You know what I'm saying? You get number 27 again. So it's like, <clears throat> I think I think that he should, uh, uh, I think that he'll, he'll, he'll run it back. I think, he, you know, you're going to be mad in your word. You got to run that back. And uh, a real fighter will. And, you know, that's why Connor, Connor didn't, didn't take the rematch. Hopefully, Masvidal takes the rematch. I'd be taking all the rematches. You know what I'm saying? With, with that, because I'm like, yeah, I won and I'll do it again. So that's that's uh, that's what I hope we could do, ha make happen here. And I hope everybody like gets on the same page and we work together. Otherwise, it might be a fuckery three year off again, just like like I seen. And I already could see it in, in coming in the media with with this um, <clears throat> Dan White. I don't know about that. You know, that's how it starts. You know what I'm saying? I've seen this. Repeat. I have more fights than anybody in the UFC. You know what I'm saying? So maybe there are people with a couple more, but I I'm, I would I would have more if I would have not been out for three years from being fucked from the UFC. So uh, my plan is to tell them all fuck you, and then hopefully we get along soon, and then let's get back at it. That's my plan. You know what I'm saying? You got to kill me in there. You know what I'm saying? And and you know I made this whole shit happen, and I would like for for it to happen again. Um, yeah, fuck you with all due respect.
So is it fair to say if you don't get this rematch, you're willing to sit out again, you know, go do whatever, you know, you've been doing outside the cage prior to the past fight? Yeah, or come back at me with some 100%, like, you know, don't play me like you have. And this is where it all starts. I can feel it already. So if we're going to do something else, you know what I'm saying, don't be telling me I got to fight Joe Blow over here because I don't even want to hear that and then saying we offered them fights we offered them fights I, I ain't trying to hear all that I plan on getting along with them I hope they plan on getting along back alright so there you go Nate Diaz upset disappointing admitting you know that cardio was a little bit of a concern going in and that probably affected his confidence and uh, man you can always uh, you know appreciate him for, for keeping it real a great fight man it really was and Man, I I don't know. I guess for him, as far as the loss goes, it doesn't do anything to really stop the shine, right? I mean, he was gonna he's gonna come out of any fight still having love from the fans, no question about it. But you know, this is a result that I think people, some people, will see as controversial. I don't necessarily think it was controversial. Maybe the ending itself, but you know, I, I think we had a clear winner through three rounds. I mean, we we, we really did. Um, and that's not to take away from him, but anyway, I, I just, I, Nate Diaz was, uh, he was great all week and he was great here. So anyway, um, great start from Nate Diaz, man. And, and I hope that he and the USC can, can find something that makes sense. I would love to see them run this back. I, I do think it would be a big, 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 big fight, but I think there's going to be some other plans from us at all. And good Lord, man, if Colby Covington beats Kamaru Usman, which I don't know. It's a tough fight, man. It really, really is a tough fight. I, I don't know who I'm picking in that one, but I, if, if if Covington were to win, my God, Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal for the UFC welterweight title, can you imagine that? I mean, the – oh, my God. Just thinking about the hype, I mean – the tension that we saw this week, man. Some of the quotes from Mazidal this week. I mean, the gloves are off. And I've, man, I've seen, see, seen people online. Ah, it's a work, man. They're just putting something together. Oh no, 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 no. Definitely not a work. Definitely not a work. So I mean, you talk about a grudge match between two former friends, and and that's it from Mazidal. You know, he's just like, dude. You know, this dude has disrespected me so much. I went out of his way. It's not just normal trash talk. I mean, this is like man code and ethics and that sort of thing. So, uh, anyway, the, the, a lot of options on the table. A lot, a lot of options on the table. In fact, uh, no no better man to, to speak about the options than Masvidal himself. Game bread came in, suited up, had a dark suit on. Not the, not the white Scarface suit, but a little dark suit on. Did have flip-flops on, by the way, though. Uh, did have flip-flops on, uh, on. Uh, but the suit was looking good. Sat down, brought a bottle of mezcal with him, took a little sip of mezcal before he uh, before he got started talking, asked us to be patient while he had some mezcal, and then his manager, Abraham Cobb, was bringing a pizza along the way. I will say this. Um, while eating at your post-fight press conference might seem like a gangster move, and it is a gangster move, it does make it difficult to get good pictures of you that we can use for a long time afterwards because you're generally chewing at some point. So for that, I say, ah, damn it, Jorge. 
We needed some better pictures. But, man, Jorge's been handling this right every step of the way, man. He just, um, man, he's just this year. I mean, if you're if you're a Roadshow listener, you know we've been documented along the way. We've been at every one of his fights this year. We talked about the star turn in Liverpool, and that was even before the fight happened. Or, or in, not in Liverpool, in London, sorry, in England against Darren Till. Um, the, the star turn was happening already, man. Just And like I said, it was before the fight. And then he goes in and turns in that performance. My God, amazing. Then the Askren thing. Oh, unbelievable. And now this and the BMF title. I mean, just just nutty stuff, man. I mean, an incredible year. You know, and Dana White during his scrum or, uh, press conference part did say um, he thinks that Mazidal is fighter of the year. I have a hard time arguing with that. I mean, you know, recency bias being what it is, I'm sure, you know, on the, on the flight home or after I get a little sleep, might think about some more stuff. But, man, I, it, you know, maybe you could argue that somebody else had, you know, more meaningful results in terms of titles and, and, and that sort of thing. But in terms of just personal success and and – I mean, what he did this week, or this year, I should say, with his life in terms of his 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 star growing, unbelievable. It's unbel- It's one of the greatest stretches I've ever seen in mixed martial arts history. A guy that, again, the 16-year overnight sensation, the guy that has been around forever, that was criticized sometimes for his fighting style for his you know interview style I mean is for his way of doing things and now as big a star as there is as big a star as there is right now I mean he moves the needle no question about it um and this was another big win so Jorge Masvidal was the last person to come in to the uh, backstage area at Madison Square Garden and um man big big win for him and he Talked about what it meant as well as, you know, what's next. And uh, that that needs to include a little bit of time off, he said, unless somebody's going to open the checkbook and change his mind. Here's Game Bread. Hello, everybody. Or if you so soak it in a little bit, I mean, you had this massive, huge event, financially successful. You had a phenomenal performance in there. You won all three rounds, 10-8, a couple of them. And then just the only thing that doesn't go right is to get the perfect ending, I'm sure, the way you wanted to get, you know, a nice clean stoppage. So what is the emotion right, like right now? I mean, everything great except for maybe just didn't walk out of the cage you wanted. As far as uh, painting my Picasso, I almost got to do it, you know. Um, I heard a lot of comments. I read a lot of media stuff, people talking about when it, the later the fight goes or if the fight hits the ground or in certain situations, I'd be outworked in our class. Not happening. I, I want somebody to pull up a fight that I that I've faded in the fourth or fifth round. That's not going to happen. What happened in the third was just going to keep happening in the fourth and in the fifth. I haven't eaten either, so. Mm. Oh yeah, that's good pizza. Fuck yeah. So I was ready to fuck him up. Keep going, man. Nate's a fucking dog, though. Because those same shots I've hit a lot of people, I fold them like a long chair. You literally got to kill that dude. I said in every interview leading up to this, I mean, it wasn't a line, man. You got to kill that dude. Yeah. 
Let's say you were, you were smiling in there. It looked like you were having fun. I mean, you were talking oh, we, a little bit. Yeah. Talk, how did the fight play out versus versus your expectations? You knew he was going to be tough, but it seemed like you were having success in most aspects of it. That's exactly how we saw the fight playing out. Um, we'll touch him up in the chin. If he's still there after I touch him up in the chin, we'll work the body and we'll go back to the chin. We'll win the wrestling scrambles. We'll win the clinch work. And he'll just get tired from the damage that we're putting out. I have one of the best gas tanks in this division. I'm going to prove it at some point against everybody. You know, I didn't feel that uh, that I was getting tired, you know, at all. I think he was a little bit more tired because he, he had to step on the gas a little harder than I did, you know, especially with the body shots I was landing. You immediately said, hey, we can run it back because of the way it ended. Dana came in here and said, listen, I, I don't know. I don't think that's the way I want to go right now. So tell us what you think. I mean, obviously, you're going to have a lot of options on the table. Is there something that like inside you that really, really wants to run this back next? Or do you feel like, you know, maybe you could run it back in the future at some point? There's other things up right now. What's What, what makes sense to you? I'm the most competitive person this whole fucking company's ever seen, man. I don't want no, nothing to take my greatness to say some guy tripped on the pebble and that's how I beat him. That's not me. I want to end him. I want to send him off to another dimension. I got nothing but respect for the dude, but that's the type of artwork I like to do. I didn't get it on this one. Are we going to rematch tomorrow next week? I don't know, but it will happen at some point, you know. Would you prefer it be next, or would you be open to other fights first? I'm open to the money, and he's a money fight. If if Canelo wants to get his ass kicked, that's a fight I'll take, you know. Um, I'm just here to get the biggest checks possible. But Nate is in the in the future for a fact, you know. We're doing it next year, the year after that, but it's going to happen. Last thing for me, Jorge, is as you were leaving, it was tough to see. It looked like... Somebody in the crowd went after you, or there was some kind of little incident off to the side as you were leaving the octagon before you made your way past press row. Do, do you know what happened over there? No, nah, those are rumors, man. Ain't nothing happened. You just said if Canelo wants to get it, right? Where, when did that idea, possibility come into your mind? I can box. I can hit hard. I got different angles. I'm not going to get tired in a 12-round boxing event, especially if I have time to prepare for it. It's just kind of fate. He's fighting today. I'm fighting today. I heard we killed him on the fucking pay-per-views. UFC, what up? You're welcome. Um, I don't know. I like to break his face, man. Just fight. Just test myself. Make a lot of money for testing myself. But I truly feel I could. Uh, I can make it one-one MMA versus boxing. Fair enough. And you said after the win over Askren that you know you want the UFC to find someone who could beat you. Does that person exist on the roster right now after this one tonight? I'll prove it that it, they don't exist. I mean, this rematch thing, we'll see how it plays out. But I think in a lot of people's minds, if Colby Covington beats Kamaru Usman next month, it's the fight people want to see. Is it, how close of an eye are you going to be keeping on that fight? Um, if I have trouble sleeping, I hang out, smoke weed, and fucking pass out and eat a lot of food and stuff. I don't need to see that fight, so I won't be watching that shit. And that's just math speaking. I mean, who the fuck have they knocked out? I got more stoppages this year than them their whole fucking career combined. That's just math, though. You can look it up. Um, yeah, I know you guys like that. That's <laughs> uh, just the truth, man. Are we going to fight when, when, the, when that championship of sissies is done and the dust settles? And if one of them makes it to the fight, because these guys are always pulling out against each other, I'll be there when the dust settles. I don't know when or not, you know, but... It's on my terms, though, now. And uh, this fight, I, I told the UFC, I told my manager, I wasn't going to fight no more after July. The fight was not that long, my last one, before this one. 
But the training camp was about 12 weeks, and I and I had suffered a couple of hand injuries going into the fight. Thank God it didn't last long. And I didn't want to fight this year. They called me with the greatest opportunity of my life, and I said, fuck it, let's do it. Let's risk it all. I won, so I am going to take a little bit of time off, heal my hands, get a couple injuries right, and that's it. Get right back at it next year. And last thing for me, you spoke a little bit about this year, but when Dana was in here, he said he thinks you're the front runner for fighter of the year this year. I think a lot of people would agree. Um, can you just reflect a little bit on your journey this year from beating Darren Till to knocking up Ben Askren to what you did tonight? I got a lot of things to do in my, in my book before I close it off, before I close this chapter and move on to the next in my life, I'm pointing in the right direction. I'm, I'm getting out these pages filled out. If I get fired of the year, now I can give a fuck less. But my own personal goals and stuff, I, I will have them met before this career of mine is done. I got about three to four more years for you guys to enjoy this violence, so tune in. And there were a couple of instances in the fight, you and Diaz were saying things to each other. Do you recall any of the, any of the word exchanges? That's just man talk. That's just two men talking. Chopping it up. Talking work, you know, workshop shit. <laughs> and I know you said that you uh, you want to take some time off heel and such, but you also said that you want the big money fights and such. Conor McGregor said that he is going to come back January 18th. And Dana come, White said, "Come back to what? To MMA, to the UFC." What do you mean, like fighting in the cage? Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. That dude's been talking wild for a what second. If he fights and gets a victory, and he wants this, and some of you motherfuckers are mean, man, because you know what the fuck I do to that little dude, bro. I'll fuck that little guy up, man. He's a fucking midget. Dana White, president of this motherfucking company, said I'm too much man for him. I get it why people want to see him hurt for the stunts he's been pulling. But he don't want this shit. He's just talking so he can get his name out there. He was he was cheering for Nate. He wanted to run it back with Nate. You think he's at home seeing that fight saying, I want to fight that dude? That dude ain't retarded. You see, he punches old people in the face because those are fights that he could win. He don't want this shit. Just last week for me. Dana no, did no, no. kind you, of change. You know he doesn't want this shit. Dana and them might try to promote it. I don't even think Dana's going to promote that fight because that dude, you can't get that guy to sign the paper. Hey, you said you were planning to rest up a little bit, but if something is to happen with either Usman or Covington, would you be willing to step in and save the day at UFC 245? I'm, I'd be the hero they need, but they don't deserve me. <laughs> they'd, they'd have to whip out the checkbook like they haven't done it. My hands are fucked up, man. You know, I need, I, I usually don't say too much about my injuries, but uh, my hand is a little jacked up, man. Uh, I need some rehab on it. So if I was to get in, especially those crotch sniffers, I know I could hit them with a fucking knee or something. So I could do it, but they got to, they got to, you know, Dana's not going to like the figure, neither is Hunter, the UFC, you know. So I'll put it out there anyway, so it's on the universe. One of those sissies gets hurt, they got to pay me, man. You got to... They got to fucking pay me, man. All right. The new BMF title holder. You ain't getting that belt from him. He said it's one on one. So all that talk about could you defend it? Would you take it somewhere? Nah, he's not doing that. That belt is staying in his cabinet. He's not racing for pink slips. <laughs> oh, man. But oh, just the event panned out, man. It was cool. Fantastic. Again, not the ending that we might have liked to see, but. I, I still feel like the performance was definitive. Maybe the ending wasn't definitive, but I felt like the performance was definitive. Maybe that's just me, but um, would I like to see it go a little further? Would I like to see to get something a little clearer? Of course, but I just don't feel like we were, you know, robbed or we don't we don't know. I feel like we walked out of the fight going, ah, we didn't learn anything. 
Nah, we learned that on this night, Jorge Masvidal was the better fighter. And, um, you know, maybe four and five would have changed things, but I, I think Nate's still losing a decision either way, and, and maybe this just saved him some damage. So get him back a little bit quicker. Co-main event, Darren Till stepped in and picked up a big win over Kelvin Gastelum. Fight wasn't as good as it could have been. Fight wasn't the, the fireworks that we were expecting, no question about it. Um, but a big win for Darren Till. A big, big result for Darren Till. You know, I, I like Darren Till a lot, man. I really do. I like his just who he is as a person. I like the way he carries himself, uh, e even if it does piss people off from time to time. Um, and even if it does make him an easy target to hate. Um, I love the way he carries himself. I love the confidence that he has. You need that. You need that. And um, I, listen, the guy looks good at 185. I, I mean, I don't think this was the the end-all, be-all, tell-all about what he is as a middleweight. I mean, he, he didn't even get to the States until Thursday because of these visa issues, you know. And, um, man, one can only imagine what 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 he was – thinking during that time you know the week off he addressed it a little bit afterwards which we'll get to in a minute um but just a, a really difficult position for him to be in the fight wasn't great it just wasn't um but I thought Darren Till fought technically pretty well I mean he stayed away from Kelvin Gaslam and Kelvin struggled to get inside struggled to uh to do much of anything and I'll say the scorecards here man oh my god <laughs> anytime you have dissenting 30-27 scores, meaning one fighter ha gets the judge to say 30-27 and the other fighter also gets a judge saying 30-27. I mean, in almost every case that ever happens, it's pretty embarrassing from that judge. And I'll have to say, I think it was embarrassing here too. I thought the right score was 29-28 Darren Till. Um, I would even accept 30-27 Darren Till. 30-27 Kelvin Gastelum. Oh, dreadful, dreadful. But a win nonetheless for Darren Till, a much-needed win for Darren Till in his move up to 185 pounds. I think this is definitely the right weight class for him. He is a big dude. Um, those cuts to 170 were just brutal. He doesn't need to be doing them anymore. Um, this is this is the right weight class for him. Uh, and, and afterwards he revealed that you know he, he walked into the post-fight press conference on crutches and – you thought maybe he did something in the in the, in the fight, and he's like, "Ah, no, nah, that's not exactly what happened. I blew my knee out of uh, you know a little bit ago in training, but I knew I had to come fight anyway. So, um, you know, I'm not making any excuses, but that's what happened. And um, man, I, <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I like Darren Till, and and I think he is so open and honest in in, in his post fight press conference, and it it, it just. It's what I like about him, man. I for, for some people, I, I think some people don't get the flavor. <laughs> they don't they don't like the way he carries himself. But I love it, man. I think he reads like an open book, and it's refreshing. And, and that means when he's brash, he's brash. When he's humble, he's humble. And he admitted that, man. He was he thought about faking a way to get out of there. And uh, you know, we know this about fighters, right? We know they get nervous, even if they don't want to talk about it. We know they do. But he was so descriptive of it and so open and honest about it, man. I just – I don't know how people hate Darren Hill. I mean, I, I guess I get it. But, I mean, the, the, the fact that he's willing to open himself like this, um, it's it's but it's it's pretty special to me, man. I, I really do like it. And uh, 
I'm gutted for Kelvin Gaston because I like Kelvin a lot, and he just looked flat tonight. And 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 you know maybe he was affected by everything as well. You know he's how could he not be? You know he's had he's been kind of jerked around so many times, and had things change on him, and had people pull out on the day of title fights. I mean losing title fights after the weigh-ins. That's got to be brutal. And so to, to him, though, the mental uncertainty of knowing what was going on, I don't know, man. It had to be brutal. So rough go for him, man. Uh, rough go for Kevin Gosselin. He'll be back. But a big night for Darren Till. And here's what he had to say after the win. Of course, but we couldn't help but notice the crutches that you came in on there. What uh, what happened? You said it, you came into this with an injury? Yeah, it's just there. It was like the same. Does this work? Oh, this work, yeah. It's like the same before I was meant to fight Cowboy. Last week, it just my knee just completely gave out and and, and I, I tore it. <clears throat> I don't I didn't know how bad because as soon as it happened, I just you know sort of just tried to block it out. And <clears throat> you know everything this week, it was just one more thing on it. And and so then it hasn't it wasn't really hurting in the fight, but now it's just throbbing me and I just I'm, it's stiffening up a bit. I'll be okay in a few days, but. I'll, I'll see what's up with it and I'll get it a little bit checked out. What happened? Did you take a, a strike to the knee or did no, you step on it? No, I was uh, sparring. It was probably my best day of sparring. I was just on fire and I just got a bit overwhelmed. And, and as I threw a, a leg kick, uh, one of my sparring partners, Chris, uh, stepped in. So m m my knee sort of stopped on his leg, but my leg wrapped around and so my knee just it gave out. It was It's the same knee that I'd done before, Cowboy. It's just problems. But, you know, uh, listen, I'm not pulling out of no fight for nothing. I'm just not. You know, if 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 Kelvin would have got the victory there tonight, I wouldn't. You wouldn't have seen me sat here talking about injuries or jet lag or visa problems. You know, you, you, it's as I've always said. I'm I'm honest. I'm from the heart, and and you either win or you lose. And that man who wins on that night is the better man. You said all the right things when we spoke to you yesterday. You know, oh, everything's good. But now that you're here, can you be honest? I mean, not knowing, especially not knowing they had a knee injury, but not knowing <laughs> if you have a visa, if you're going to be able to get over here, the the late flight. I mean, how tough. What was the final week in these these last couple of days? Do you want me to be brutally honest? It was Please. it was like uh, it was it was like I don't I don't know I can't even explain it because I'm waiting next door at the embassy in London and 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 it's just every day that going by is I don't know if I'm getting a visa and and I know that Dana and and, and the guys they had everyone I think Dana spoke to Trump about me I mean that's you know I didn't know. There was times when, like, I thought, this fight's not happening. And, and that, do you know, like, I know there was a lot given over the wake-up video with Kelvin and that, but Kelvin probably just thought, fuck this, I'm, I'm going to need some shit because he, he's not turning up. You know what I mean? And, and there was times that I just wanted to do it m myself. And so there was that. And then there was, like, I knew there was going to be jet lag and I knew there was going to be water retention for weight cut. And I didn't know if the fight was happening. And I had a few injuries and it's just, like, I've over... That didn't mean anything to me. I wanted to just get in there. I didn't want to win. I didn't want to lose. I don't. I just wanted. To, I you know. I just wanted to be like in there. And I don't even know. I can't say anything. It's like I've been invincible all my life. I know my skill set. I've got. I know I can beat any guy in in, in any division. I know that with my skill set. You've seen that tonight. I've just number four, Kevin. Look, look at the guys he's knocking out. I know it wasn't the most exciting fight, but he didn't touch me. He just simply didn't touch me. And that's no disrespect to him. That just shows my skill set. But, like, before Woodley, there was no one guy who could beat me. And then two losses like that, it just took a lot away from me, inside of me. You know, I didn't say it. 
but it, I fought some hard demons, and then obviously stuff with like, you know, getting arrested, and then there's other things, and you lose sponsors. It's 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 fucking. It's like a fucking whirlwind, and it's good and it's bad, and it's, you know what I mean. So just to get in there tonight, I tell you, I was trying to fake an injury before walking out. I was thinking of an injury to fake because I just simply did not want to get in there. And this is probably things that fighters don't talk about, but you know me, I'm honest. You know, and 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 that's just where I was at. Um, now I'm here. Confidence is back. Like fuck all these middleweights. You know I'm coming for everything. It's back. Let's say with all the confidence that we know you have, you had some pretty honest quotes afterwards that you said you were fearful getting in there yeah. and, a, and a little bit afraid. So is that yeah. has that been rectified at this point, or do you think that's something you're gonna have to deal with every time? Every every fight, no matter what any fighter will ever tell you, they they will be scared. If if they tell you they're not, it's a, it's a, it's a blatant lie. But this fight, I wasn't scared. I was terrified. I I wasn't shaken. But I, I just didn't want to go. I didn't. The, the magnitude of the event, <clears throat> everything. I, it just. I was. I was doubting. I was thinking of ways to get out of the fight. It, it, this was only today, and I'm just so scared. And then the first rounds over, I'm like, Darren, come on, pull yourself together. And I was like, okay, now we're gonna win this fight the way we planned. We're gonna. We're not gonna let him touch you, and you're gonna win it on. A, on you know. Whatever. I know it could be hard to knock him out. I know I've got the power, but I know he's a, t- he's a tough cookie. And, you know, that's just how it is. The fighters might not say it, but I'll always say it. Whether, it, you know, it's good or bad. I've been criticised in the past or whatever. But that's where, that's where I was at today, as soon as I woke up. Last thing for me, I mean, you jumped into the deep end of the division, right? Dana was in here just now, and he said, eh, guessing he probably thinks that puts you top six or so in the division. I mean... Where, where do you feel like you go here when you beat somebody that high rank to start with? Where, where do you go next? Uh, I don't know. You, you know I, really, I really don't know. I, I've said this. I, I should have said it on the mic maybe, but years ago, Israel, before I was already like sort of at the top, before I was fighting with Lee, and he identified as like the fight that was going to happen with me and him. And and, and I, I just, I want that fight for legacy. You know, I, I've spoke about Anfield, my hometown, the Liverpool Football Club, and that's that's a legacy fight for me. You know, I've said this before here on these tables. Forget the belt. Obviously, if me and him fight, the belt's up. But it's it's the fight with me and him that I, that I, I know it's gonna be. It, it will, honestly, I swear to God, like I get goosebumps thinking about it. And you know, if it's that, it's done. If it's something else, it's something else. And listen, I ain't afraid of no one, no one, no weight division, no weight division, none of them. All right, so Darren Till. Is he back? We'll see. I, I think so. I think so, man. I think he needed this for his confidence, um, and, I, and I love the fact that he talked about it, but he's got it back now, um, and I, I think he's going to be a part of some big fights in the, in the middleweight division, you know? Um, once that fight with Adesanya at some point, you know, I don't think that's happening right now, but, hey, down the line a little bit, who knows? Uh, Robert Whitaker trying to get back right away, wants a fight. That wouldn't be a bad option. Jared Cannonier is on the rise. I mean, that might be a tough matchup. That dude is on fire right now. Uh, but there's definitely some big fights available. So good stuff there uh, from uh, from Darren Till. Like I said, uh, you know, rebuilding and, and doing it in the right way. And not an easy circumstance. So I'm I'm excited about what we see. Steven Wonderboy Thompson. My God, what a, what a win over Vicente Luque. I talked to him about it afterwards. I said, look, man, the, the – the, the word I keep hearing is vintage, 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 vintage. This was like old school Wonder Boy. It was phenomenal, um, but it had a little, a little, a little edge to it, a little swagger to it. You know, it's it was uh, old school Wonder Boy, 
But he knew he was in for a fight. He knew he was in a dog fight. He knew he was in a street fight. And he responded to it. Vicente Luque, as tough as they come, but just did not have an answer for this riddle. Steven Thompson, you know, wants another another run to the top. I don't know. That might be tough. But, uh, but man, he sure did look good tonight. No question about it. Black Beast, Derek Lewis, picking up the big win over Blagoy Ivanov. Man, you know, Derek looked good. It's just Blagoy's tough, man. I, I think Blagoy. I don't want to say underrated, man. I mean, it, it's weird because Blagoy. I mean, the guy is incredibly durable and tough. He has a stab wound in his chest that'll show you how tough he is. It, it, it doesn't take much more than that to, to prove to somebody. I mean, that's insane. But, I, I mean, I, I think he was touched by some stuff that would have put away a lesser man. And, and Blagoy survived. And, and so, you know, I think that that maybe made Derek not look as good as he could have. But, you know, I thought this was a good win for Derek Lewis. I mean, he's fun. He got a huge pop tonight, man. He is uh, he is certainly a popular cat, and it's cool to see that. Of course, he's always been a roadshow favorite. And this was a big win. It, you know, it, I think he knew he was going to have to go 15 minutes, and and he had to he had to pace himself, and he's learned to do that, right? Kind of almost very very much a Yoel Romero type uh, approach to things, the way he does stuff, right? I mean, he he knows he can't burn, uh, you know. Too much energy, and and he he uses it in spurts, and he, and he uses it well. Kevin Lee used uh, his energy in spurts very very well. Big win to kick off this pay per view main card over Gregor Gillespie. The knockout, the vicious knockout, out cold via head kick. Round one, two forty seven. Good fight here, man. Really really good fight. I mean, Gregor Gillespie <sighs> fought well. I don't think he fought bad. Kevin Lee came out with a very, very low stance. You could tell he knew he was going to have to defend takedowns, that sort of thing. But um, nice striking, man. Really, really nice striking. He uh, he he was punching well. I mean, they, they were fighting in a phone booth, man. Shots being traded. Chris jabs. Uh, Chris straights. Uh, Kevin Lee's eye was messed up very, very quickly. So Gillespie was having success on the feet. And, and uh, man, I, I, I really am high on Greg Gillespie, and I remain that way. I don't feel like this guy was overrated or anything like that. He just got caught, and and man, Kevin Lee, what a what a, I mean, what a highlight reel finish that was! Just absolutely unbelievable. Um, big big moment for him. Big big moment for Kevin Lee. I think there's still questions. I, you know, I don't think he's necessarily, you know, world beater status again. Kevin Lee's been a prospect for a long time, and he came up short in some of his biggest moments. But I think he's still incredibly talented, and this was a big win against the guy that he said was his most dangerous opponent. And I agree. We talked about it ahead of time, and it was dangerous. You know, this was a fighter with with without much name recognition, but with incredible skills. And, and Kevin Lee finished him in devastating fashion in the opening round. So good stuff. And uh, and picked up $50,000, by the way, for that. Steven Thompson, Vicente Luque, your $50,000 uh Fight of the Night winner, Kevin Lee, your performance of the night winner, as well as Corey Anderson. Good God. Good God, Corey Anderson. First round finish over Johnny Walker, the much-hyped prospect. Dude, we said it coming in. Corey Anderson had a chip on his shoulder. He was pissed off. Felt like he was being disrespected. Felt like the world was against him. The fact that nobody was giving him respect. And let's be honest, that probably was the way it was. I think everybody was siding with Johnny Walker here. And 
You know, Corey Anderson comes in just on fire from the start. I mean, this is the best Corey Anderson we've ever seen. Johnny Walker came in a remix, a DJ remix of New York, New York. Stars spreading the news. And he's dancing on his way. And I mean, the guy has the performance down, man. He does. He does, and he just got caught. I think Johnny Walker still has some great moments ahead of him. He is a specimen. He's a phenomenal athlete. He's a great fighter, and he's a showman. And I think he's still got some great fights ahead of him, but he just got clipped here, and he tried, man. Johnny Walker was trying, and Corey Anderson just kept, I mean, just relentless with the strikes and finally got the TKO finish two minutes and seven seconds. Not a bad, uh, not, not a bad stoppage at all, man. I thought... Johnny Walker was was flailing around doing his best, but he wasn't recovering. So, a uh, big big win for Corey Anderson. And Corey wants a title shot. Corey wants a title shot now. UFC President Dana White didn't like the ultimatum that was offered here, um, but did say that you know he, he's impressed by Corey Anderson and he should come out and continue that. You know, um, Dominic Reyes seems to be the fight that they want to make for John Jones, and he had a big win. He had a really, really big win over a former champion, granted, a former middleweight champion in Chris Weidman, but a former champion nonetheless. So um, it looks like Dominic Reyes has the inside track. Corey Anderson is saying, give me a title shot or let go of me. We'll see how that goes. Corey Anderson did celebrate, by the way, like mad. <laughs> he went crazy. And even during the commercial break, when they had flipped away, uh, Corey kept going. He started mimicking Johnny Walker's previous, uh, you know, winning dances, basically. And uh, <laughs> the crowd didn't necessarily love it. The crowd started booing him a little bit. In fact, you know, they, they, they were cheering at Johnny Walker and booing at, at, at Corey Anderson. Uh, it was a bit of a shame. Um, and Corey actually was very, very quick to take the social media and apologize. Uh, he did give us a, a phenomenal walk by press row, though. Uh, singing and dancing to DMX on his way out, which was phenomenal. But uh, Corey Anderson was fired up after his win. Here's what he had to say. So, Corey, that's by far the most fired up we've ever seen you. We didn't get a chance to hear your post-fight speech. Go through your mind right after that win. I mean, I, just did, I did exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I was with the build-up played out perfect. You know, I talked to my brother the other day, and he told me, we need to go out there. I know you hurting, bro, because I'm hurting for you. You know, you got four, this will be your 14th fight. And I'm sitting here watching the media and hearing what the people say, and it's kind of crazy because you beat the top guys and they still disrespect you. They give you no love, and it hurts because you're my little brother. I know how hard you worked your whole life and stuff like this, and they disrespect. And he told me straight up, we need to go out there. Say, if you can give us a ground, ground and pound. But if not, you need to get this dude an 815 ass with him. Let him feel your hurt with them knuckles. Don't think nothing else. Um, me and my coaches, we knew. We better, we're the best in the light heavyweight division. You know, I start, people don't realize I started this with three fights. I came here from three fights, Ultimate Fighter won it, I'm here. Here we are, what, 17, 18 fights later, and I'm still standing. So the post fight was pretty much just telling him it's levels to this man. I said in a more of a tired tone and disrespectful way, but pretty much what I told him it's levels. Build your way up. Quit trying to jump up. This is my place. I earn my spot, and I go back and earn yours. It's levels to this shit. Court. And that was it. Uh, you kind of brushed off a lot of the criticism pre fight. But uh, clearly a lot of emotions. How fulfilling was it to not only win the fight, but do it so emphatically and 
sort of shut up all the naysayers. It's one of the best feelings in the world, you know. Like I said before, I've been from where I, the way I live my life, the way my life has been, it's been a lot of times I've earned different things and it just never was given to me, you know. Like I said, it's, we're in a world now where you don't get what you earn anymore, you get what you take. And I'm out there and took it from him. You saw obviously Raz put on a big finish over Chris Weidman. How would you compare your statement to his and make your case sort of for why you should be the next guy to be fighting Josh My case is he knocked out Chris Weidman. I just knocked out the hype train. You know, Chris Weidman had how many losses in his last fight. You know, Chris is my guy. I love him to death. You know, we trained together, helped him with the Luke Rocco. Nothing against him at all. He's a great mixed martial artist and I respect the hell out of him. But it ain't like he went out there and knocked out a guy that was a hype trainer that was pushing to the title. You know, Dominic Reyes, he had a slow build like me. We were probably in the same place. You know, Chris Wyman was the champ, but the key word there was was. You know what I mean? And right now, Johnny Walker was the person they wanted to be the champ, that it factor. And I destroyed the it factor. So put him back at the back of the bus and moved me to the front. Was there anything you saw post-fight that uh, he had been knocked out before and you knew that? Did you go into that knowing that that might be there? And uh -huh. was that what you were going for? 100%. You know, I'm a mixed martial artist. I study. A lot of people don't. They see his last fight and they go, oh my God, he did this. And I fell into that trap before against Jimmy Manuel. And I knew I couldn't do that. You got to go back, do your research, find out people's weaknesses. And uh, I studied deeply. You know, when he came into the UFC from contender, I started following him, looking up his stuff, realizing. I knew right then, oh, my dude got knocked out with a right hand early. And again, overhand right when he got knocked out twice in the fight. He got up and got knocked out again. And uh, actually a buddy of mine, Carl and his wife Natalie, when I went to their house, I set up a tree saying, she was like, just remember, he's been knocked out with the right hand. Your right hand will put him to sleep. This was like a month ago. And I told her, we already planned on it. We're going to set it up the right way. If we get the takedown, we're going to ground and pound. If not, we know the right hand will be there. So I went in there with my mixed martial arts skills and open mind and focused on the chin. Was there anything that Johnny Walker did or said, you know, leading up to a fight that irritated you or made you feel disrespected? Everything. Yeah, his presence. Him being here. And I'm dead serious. Y'all laughing. It's not, you don't see a smile on my face. You know, I've been here, like I said, I earned my stripes. And the fact he come in dead, doing the worm. And the fact, in the, the face off in the media, he still did the little fake trip coming up the stairs and could risk hurting himself and fuck up my money. I had to prove that was, that was a problem. Don't do that. We serious. This is business. It's levels. Be a professional. You know, I got to apologize. Like I said, I wasn't too professional with my post screaming and all that. But you got to think with all the tension I had, like my brother said, I'm hurting. You know, and I sit at home with my wife and my kid and we see the stuff come on the media and you hear all the stuff about the title challenge, title this, title that, and you read it and my name is nowhere to be found. And I'm the only one in the top 10 in the division that knocked or beat top five guys multiple times. I fought 14 fights. Every fight but one has been a ranked opponent. And I'm the only person that wasn't in the fucking talk. It hurts. So I went out there and had to hurt him. Have you seen what John Jones has tweeted recently? Well, you asked. I'm going to let him ask. Sorry, you already went. Let me see what you said. Sorry, Sorry. I was going to say, I know you mentioned that you were a bit more fired up out there and now you've sort of calmed down a little bit. Is there a part of you that sort of regrets the show burning to Johnny? Or based on what you said, you sort of stand by it? I don't regret what I said, but I regret the way I did it. I should have been more professional. I've been here. You know, I told myself a bunch of times, no matter what happened, we're going to act like we've been there. And I apologize not just to Johnny, but to my family, to my fans, and to all my coaches that taught me better than that growing up. You don't do that. You be respectful. You shake a man's hand, and you act like you've been there. Be a, a good sport. All right. Overtime. Let's go Beeson 25-8 if we can. Anyway, uh, big win for him. Big talk. We'll see what happens. I don't know that the title shot's happening, but uh, he does have Ali Abdelaziz on his side. We'll see what it is. Listen, we can sit here and talk all night, man. This card was phenomenal, but it's getting late. And I got to get a little bit of sleep before I get a plane to catch. So hopefully you'll forgive me a little bit. But Shane Burgos, uh, man, 
great finish of McQuan and Mirkani. McQuan and Mirkani looked looked great at first, man. You know, he took some time off to to practice. You know, basically straight boxing. I thought his hands looked good. Um, his hands look good, and you could tell because his hands look good, he doesn't mind kind of taking chances with his wrestling because um, he knows he can defend himself. But Shane Burgos uh, started sniffing it out a little bit, and uh, Amir Khan, he faded. But Hurricane Shane, man, he wasn't he wasn't willing to settle for the decision. He was about 28 seconds away from cruising to a decision win, but he got the TKO finish in the third round. Edmund Shabazian at 21 years old. Man, I'm so high on this guy. I hated seeing Brad Tavares lose. I mean, I've been a big fan of Brad forever, you know, out in the Vegas area. Been covering his career for a decade, and I love that guy. Shabazian, at 21 years old, uh, looks like the real deal. Uh, Jair Rosenstruck was able to beat Andre Alaski in just 29 seconds. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, look, Andre has good fights, but the chin is a concern. Uh, but this Jairzinho, man, he looks like uh, the real deal. Um, not necessarily refined. <laughs> not necessarily the greatest fighter you're ever going to see. But certainly has some real athletic talents. Um, some real power. And is going to be somebody to pay attention to. So uh, keep, keep your eye on, on that on that guy. Uh, I think there's something there. Caitlin Chukagian picked up a win over Jennifer Maya. I actually scored this for Jennifer Maya. I wouldn't say that I was uh, convinced that was the way it was. I actually looked at uh, MMA decisions, and I think I was the only media member that scored it the other way. So uh, I'll go back and rewatch that one. Uh, it, it, you know, it was a unanimous decision for Chukagian. I, I thought Maya was landing some more effective strikes. I mean, Chukagian is, you know, a lot about that that you know volume, I guess, and striking, and moving that sort of thing. I thought Maya had a little more pop on her punches. Um, it basically all boiled down to to, to round one, I believe. Uh, in how this fight was scored, uh, and I missed out on that one. So I will not cause a ruckus. Caitlin Chikagan, she wants a title fight next. We'll see. She's been asking for it for a while. We'll see what happens. Um, there's a, a dominant champion at 125, so we'll see what happens. Lyman, good. Oh, man, did he look good against Chance for Counter. Chance is, is incredibly tough, but Lyman Good was able to score a third-round TKO. Hakeem Dewadu, uh I... To be honest with you, I, I didn't think this was a split decision. And I didn't think Hakeem fought all that bad. He was kind of disappointed himself. Um, I don't know. I thought he fought, fought well. It had some people around me say the, the fight was slow, maybe. I mean, I, it wasn't necessarily the greatest fight of all time. But I thought he fought well. I thought he showed some improved grappling defense. He he got himself out of a bad situation. He stuffed a couple of takedowns. So, um, I don't know. I didn't think it was a bad night. Hakeem didn't like his... Uh, didn't like his performance, but I, <laughs> he's mean Hakeem for a reason, man. I do. I don't. He doesn't smile much. I don't think he ever likes anything. But I thought he fought pretty well. So anyway, uh, man, good fight card. Really, really was a good fight card. Didn't necessarily end the way we wanted it to, but I, I thought we got plenty of entertainment. And this uh, this BMF title gave us, man, all we could hope for. So all right, it's getting super late. I got a little sleep before we go to the airport. Plus, I still got to get this to Old Cold Coffee so we can edit everything. So, uh, yeah, better pack things up, call it a night. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Cold Coffee and I will both be in Las Vegas, so we'll get together for that one. Maybe have a little latchkey brewing home game. Maybe have a little palinka. Our man Jerome wanted to have a cocktail with us this evening. Unfortunately, we were just working a little bit too late, but he uh, he provided us with a nice bottle of palinka, which he has done before. So maybe we'll crack that open next week. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Sorry he couldn't be with us to enjoy it but uh anyway for everybody else what a fight thanks for listening